Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Vento Oreo, Liam. Which is... Good morning! Italian for golden wind. Close enough. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is, of course, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. Perfect episode to join us from if you don't want to listen to all 115-ish. <laughs> if you just want to get started, have a good time, don't listen to the others. Welcome, many, many new listeners <laughs> that I'm sure will be drawing in. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast with brand spanking new theme song by Milk Juice, aka Nick Valentine, one of our co-hosts. That I definitely put a lot of effort into. What's this one called? Jotally? Yeah, that's about right, yeah. It's Jotally Awesome. <laughs> I need to change the name of the song. <laughs> this is... Oh, no. Uh, thank you for making that, Nick. I hope the people like it, because I do. I hope they like it. If they don't, then we're in big fucking trouble. Today, we watched the first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, a.k.a. Ugon no Kaze, a.k.a. Ooh. Golden Wind. Ooh. Featuring our new best friend, Giorno Giovanna. I'm sorry, what? Giorno Giovanna. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> hey, Giorno. Come down to my restaurant. It's going to be a lot of this, and I'm sorry for it, but there just is. How many weeks of this do you think we have? I like think 30 there's 39 something? episodes. 39 weeks of somewhat vaguely racist Italian. Yeah. 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 I'm so ready. It come, uh, today we watched the first episode of it. <gasps> we did. Uh, entitled Gold Experience. Nice. Which covers chapters 440 through 443. The ending of 444 and the beginning of 445 of the manga, as per the JoJo wiki. Okay. Sure. Weird, weird things. Why that... not? Hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. Did you know that this episode is brought to you by our lovely Patreon over at Patreon, whose name is Basil? Basil? Basil. Of course, many famous Basils out there, all of whom we thank for their support. Uh, Basil Faulty. Uh, the the funny man from Faulty Towers, yep, yep, who, would, uh, who would hit like goose step his way through the lobby, making fun of his German customers because he had a uh, a head wound. <laughs> he uh, he also had a bung knee, so he couldn't get up from the counter to actually face someone mm-hmm. for a fight. Uh, then of course there is Basil Brush, the mm. famous uh, raconteur slash fox puppet. Ah, classic. Never well, heard of him. Well known for his signature laugh. Ha 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 ha! Boom boom. Oh, now I remember him. <laughs> That's the guy I remember. And of course, the herb for use in cooking. He was basil. the most important basil of all. And of course, newly anointed amongst the pantheon of important basils, our Patreon supporter, basil. basil. What a lad. What a lad. Basil. Truly, he was the golden wind beneath our golden wings. In our hearts. <laughs> Thank you, Basil, for your ongoing support. And until next time... <laughs> That's it. That joke is never going to get old. <laughs> so, Nick. What? What did you think of the first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Ugon no Kaze, a.k.a. Vento Oreo, a.k.a. Golden Wind? Okay, so you know how last time you were like, Nick, you need to get ready because this is going to get a bit more extra? There's going to be some high fashion. Now, I thought, oh, okay, it'll get a little bit more, like... We'll have of, some more colour shifts. Yeah, we'll have something. a little bit more crazy... I did not expect this degree of ridiculousness. So... Everyone's now wearing JoJo character clothing. <laughs> like, that's the best way I but can put more. it. But a lot more. So, it's incredible. Our protagonist, Giorno, um, his head, his hair, looks like one of those um, sort of like Age of Sail sailor wigs with the curls and the plait at the back. Yeah, okay. But then his clothes look like a sort of like neon boy band leather suit. I mean, it's incredible. There's even like a heart-shaped thing just cut out mm. in the middle. Because hearts and because JoJo hearts. protagonists. Like, why not do it? Mm. Even if you're not a protagonist, apparently, you can have a heart. Who'd have seen it coming? Yep. Yep. Uh, and the events of the episode, any thoughts on uh, how things have been set up? Well, it's happening very quickly, mm. uh, but I like it. It's good. Koichi was there. Koichi is back. Oh my God. Liam, I'm so happy. I am so happy. Jotaro was there. Oh my God, Jotaro was there. Jotaro's never going away, is he? He's just there forever. <laughs> he was too iconic. Yeah. They couldn't keep him out of the story. Every single part is just going to be Jotaro being like, oh, 
I'm also here, well, providing guess, help and guidance. I guess I better give out some orders here. <laughs> he doesn't have a very significant role in this story. I just Good. thought I would get that out there now. Good. Hopefully Koichi does, though, because let's be real, Koichi. Do you want to just jump right on into it? I feel like we've got some ground yeah, to right. cover. Yeah, all right, let's do this. Sure. So, we open scenic Naples, Italy. Ah, uh, Naples. We haven't been in Italy since JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency. Haven't we? No. Did we not go there in Part 3? No, that's not on the oh. way to Egypt, Egypt from Japan via the bottom side of Africa. You make a good argument, you make a good argument. That's good logic right there. Yeah, fair, fair. But are the you Silk sure? Road of oh, okay. the South. <laughs> or whatever Joseph said back in the day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. There are many people getting stolen yeah. from. So there's a cool sequence here. This is, I believe, an anime-only sequence of our... The man we come to know is Giorno Giovanna, uh. walking through the streets of Naples, Italy. And it all looks very scenic and beautiful. Mm. But we just see, like, rampant crime and corruption, which he saunders past without even batting an eyelid. And we see, like, pickpocketing and, and blatant tourist scams and, and, a, and a man selling a baggie of drugs to a child, which will become um, stupidly significant to this story in what? a thematic sense. That kid's not going to show up again. Or oh, anything. okay. All right. I was just thinking, it's like, but he looked so not extra. Yeah. yeah, it's just a good sequence of stuff. Yeah, and like he walks through the alleyway and there's like all these junkies just like lining the alleyway, oh, sitting up against dumpsters and those worthless beings. Mm. So useless. And we all know how we feel about useless things. It's useless. It is useless. And the narrator's like, Naples, a city located in the south of Italy. It's a famous tourist spot, and you should definitely see it before you die. Anyway, that's all they're paying me to say this week. Bye! <laughs> you know what we should uh, do for a Patreon stretch goal, Liam? We should do an episode in the character of the Jojo narrator. <laughs> I was going to say go to Italy, but that's actually way more <laughs> relevant and way better. So there are these babes. Whoa! You can't just call them babes. There are these tourist babes. You gotta say babies. These are sweet bambinos out on the Italian town. Hey! Is and that racist? Yeah. Have we been... Okay, yeah. great. Excellent. I'm so sorry. It's just <laughs> gonna keep happening. And every time I do, I catch myself after doing it. Like, that's... Is that okay? You just, like... You hear, like, the start of an hey, And then you just edit it out. Like, you've gotta commit to the bit. But, like, should you? I don't know. I feel like we've already... Like, we've dug the hole. We've done the damage. We may as well start making the tunnel to make it a There's useful infrastructure. There's no sense trying to be better, because we've already upset everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we can't apologise. We just have to power through. So these babes bump into Giorno. Oh! Oh, I'm so sorry. One of them's carrying ice cream, but his his magnificent... We haven't even described what he looks like. Okay. His magnificent pink bodysuit is unmolested by that ice cream. So... You say that! We were all surprised when the character designs for the anime were announced. Because obviously Jono is wearing this bold pink suit, mm. which is was one of the two ways that he was most commonly colourised uh, in prior oh. depictions. But the other one was like a sort of navy blue. I see. Uh, and everyone assumed that that would be the more common one, I guess because the pink is so gaudy, but also because the navy blue had the ladybug emblems on his chest as standard ladybug colours, yeah. red and black, rather than the um, the whatever they are now, the um, sort of green and black teal. I see. They're meant to be ladybugs. Yeah. Ah. Because the man that we meet at the end of the episode, Bruno Bucciarati, mm-hmm. uh, he has... Um, also some some Symbolism. iconography on his suit, which is not dissimilar to like slaters or pill bugs. Right, I see. Is this like leading into every single protagonist has some kind of insect on I him? I don't think so. I think it's just those two. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's like every single one of them is a different bug. Bug right? force. Jojo bug force. Available now. Each playset sold separately. <laughs> what's um? What's the? It's like not Carmen Rider, or is it Carmen Rider? Big Bad Beetleborgs. That's the one. <laughs> it's like them, but the it's one, a JoJo's. The one where teens become Sentai heroes, but unrelated to that, they also just hang out in a haunted house full yes. of real Draculas. Correct. And they're all like, "Oh no, we need to get our remote-controlled bug things." On our persons, otherwise we can't transform into things. One of the guys I follow on Twitter, I think it might be one of the um, the co-hosts of Twin Humanities. Yeah. He retweets a lot of like Carmen Rider fight scenes and stuff. That show looks, well, that franchise looks bonkers. I mean, 
was it ever not going to be <laughs> with the premise of a man who turns into a super fighter, but he can't turn into not a super fighter too early, has super fights. But like, it, and it's classic Sentai creature design where it's just like, this time we've put arms and legs on a cell phone and it's a bad guy. Yeah, it's a symbol. It's weird. Of the encroaching... It's about qu- capitalism. Exactly. About the ever-huggable nature. Like the episode of um, classic Power Rangers, because obviously they used all the sets and costumes from... Uh, all those old shows. From whatever the Tokusatsu equivalent is. Yep. Uh, where the villain was a pachinko machine that got one of the Power Rangers addicted to pachinko. Wait, what? So what? they had to really contort themselves to explain to the Western children audience what pachinko was and why this kid was getting so into it. Okay, sure. Did it have more harm than... Look, I don't remember. I didn't watch it. I just saw it on Twitter like a few months ago. Did you immediately go, man, I could go for a bit of pachinko, sure. Sure, in Yakuza 4 where I can play all the patchy slots I want. Oh no. The Power Rangers getting the kids hooked onto the games. Never really understood how it worked. Anyway, um, so he's wearing this big pink suit. He's got wing emblems on his collar. Mm-hmm. He's got that... That age of sail, sailor man, gentleman hair with the ringlets and the, the braid. He's got something of a, um, shall we say, punchable face. He's got piercing green eyes. Uh, a lovable nose and small mouth. And a star-shaped birthmark on his shoulder blade. Or his upper shoulder. That's a curious thing to point out. Why, where have we recognised that before? That's uh, probably never come up before. Oh, okay, probably won't great. be important. Cool. To be honest, it's not really. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, these women bump into him and they're like, oh, we're looking for Santa Chiara. They're like tourists, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. and he's like, oh, it's that way. Meanwhile, a a shifty looking guy in a trench coat bumps into one of them very deliberately. And they're all, oh, sorry. And he's all, watch where you're going. Unbeknownst to them, but very beknownst to Giorno. (gasps) He lifted her purse. Oh, because he's a local. He knows the crime and He's a criminal. He's pickpocketed them. And then Giorno counter-pickpockets him. Oh! Because he's also a criminal, but he's got a heart of gold. A heart of golden wind. But how golden is it? For as we see, he subtly slips the, um... The purse back into their bag. But as they're walking away... Wait, what are you talking about? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he gives it. It's like, hey, you drop this. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Very it, different. It doesn't matter. It would be the difference between me walking up to you, stealing your bag, and then going, oh, hey, you dropped your bag, versus me just stealing your bag. But he didn't steal it. No, but he did steal it back from the other guy. Yeah. And then not... It would be the difference between pointing it out and not pointing it out, Liam. So then he... One of them has a very different moral thing. But he does rob them anyway. I mean, he definitely robs them, yes. <laughs> because we see, after they've put the, the purse back in the bag, butterflies fly out of the tote. Ooh. And they're like, whoa, butterflies. Must have been in my bag. Whatever. The butterflies fly over to Giorno's hand and t- transfigurate themselves into cold hard lira. What is a lira? It's like, what is Jap- the- It's Italian money. You were going to say Japanese. I was. Oh, now that's racist. So everyone's speaking Japanese in this, but we know from a thing that Koichi says earlier that in the fiction, they're all speaking Italian. This yes. is going to come up and make something not make much sense later on. Okay. All right. Fair. Um, so, question. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Giorno, obviously stand user, just from this one thing of yep. getting Lyra, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, two questions. How much is a lira No one knows. Actually, Koichi does, but he only tells us how much it is in yen, and no one knows how much that is worth. That is true. Yen is a fictional currency, and I won't hear a word about it. Like Um, Zenny. Like Zenny. Two, so he turns the money into butterflies. Do we want to talk about Giorno's stand now? How about we wait until the... Until we see it? Until the head smash with the frog. Sure, okay. That makes more sense. You would think so. And yet. And yet. (laughs) He's got this money. Presumably he didn't take all their money because mm-hmm. he's only just buying ice cream with it. Uh, well, we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. Well, he took two notes. I, I'm sure a tourist would have a purse bursting with, with notes. With because, lira. Because I'm sure back in like 2002 or whenever this happens, yeah. it wasn't so easy to just withdraw ca- cash in a foreign currency from your bank account as it is here in the far-flung future of 2019. True, true. They didn't just have pay pass. 
that came out really awkwardly. They didn't just have they didn't have chip and pin back then. Yeah, they didn't have chip and pin. A more secure way to withdraw. Oh, where can I uh, sign up for this more secure way to withdraw? I think it's pretty standard here in Australia and has been Were you for about, about to say t- the UK. No, I was going to say the US because I was thinking about how that's only really been rolled out much later in the US than it was here. Really? I believe so. Because they're still so cash dependent on account of their tipping culture. Ah, that is true. But wouldn't you just have a tip button? I don't know. That's like auto 10 Look, I don't know. Okay. I am just speaking out of my butt like Ace Ventura right now. Mm, Nice. Nice. Smoking. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L. Vento Oreo. I am Bruce Almighty. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, and he's buying the ice cream and he's like, I'll have a scoop of chocolate and a scoop of pistachio. Is that important? Is this an important plot point? And then there's a boy. (gasps) A boy. Like a young, like the young boy that, um, that Aladdin or Princess Jasmine (laughs) gives an apple to. Whoever. Just, just... Forlornly watching the ice cream stand He's probably not eaten in days He needs all of his money to buy drugs From the drug dealers who are selling drugs to kids He needs those pressured nutrients from that cocaine that Mm. he has to snort So Jono is like "Uh, Actually make it two ice creams And then we see the kid walking off happily eating ice cream And Jono is like Hey kids, don't do drugs it's bad for you. Have ice cream instead. He's walking through the street doing a brief monologue like, oh, you can't let your guard down in this city. Whoosh. And the wind picks up and the wind is carrying trace elements of golden particles of light Ooh. as it as it whooshes past Giorno Giovanna. And he looks into the sky, symbolising vision and purity, but still a hard edge. And we fly into the sky. Title card, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part five, Vento Oreo. I don't know if that was that sequence, to be honest. That was. I feel like he was just looking up and then there was some gold shit. And then it was like, (laughs) hey, welcome to Jojo's. Yeah, he turned to the camera and said, hi, I'm Jojo. You're probably wondering how I got here. And this is my story. (laughs) It's like, what's the, what's the, that This show? ain't your granddad's Jojo. What was that show where they got random people on to be all like, this is your story? This is my life? This is your life, that yeah. thing they did with celebrities? Yes, exactly. And now it's been replaced with like ancestry.com.au. <laughs> sure. Well, not in America, but like here is .com.au. In America it's .org. We're at the airport. It's 7 a.m. Or some shit like that. It, the sun's up. The sun is awake. It could be anywhere between 7am to 7pm. The sun has a big baby face like in the Teletubbies and it's like... But only in Italy, not in Japan. We've seen the sun in Japan. And we've seen the sun in Egypt where it's a stand. And it's dangerous. I think that was the Sahara actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Never mind. Security airport guys are running off unlicensed taxi vendors who don't even have the decency to bribe them. Wait, yes they do. No, the ones they're running off don't. Oh. And a man. A man is walking through the airport grounds, dragging a big shovel that has the letters SPQR emblazoned on it. SPQR. What does that mean? Those are letters that I've seen emblazoned on things before, but I've never looked it up. Let's find out. <laughs> Live on air. Are you saying that you didn't do the prerequisite research required for what was emblazoned on this shovel? Am I saying I haven't really done pre-research on this podcast since part two? <laughs> yes, I am. What? SPQR, or Senatus Populus Romanus, what? or the Roman Senate and People, or more freely as the Senate and People of Rome, refers to the government of the ancient Roman Republic, which he has... Emblazoned on his shovel. Okay. That's where I've seen it in Asterix comics. Oh. No, you're right. That thing, the Gauls were all like, we're not being part of that. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, yes, you were. And they were like, oh, yeah? Well, our druid Getafix has a magic potion that makes us indefeatable in combat. Uh, I believe the correct term is obelisk. No, that was Obelix, the big one who fell into a vat of magic potion when he was a babe and now is permanently, permanently has super strength. Yeah. But he always Why don't they all just do that as babes? As a sort of baptism of magic? Unclear. Maybe because it's a highly dangerous procedure. That's true. If he drinks any more, he could suffer serious consequences. But he just wants to know what it <laughs> tastes like. Is it one of the things that if they drink too much, they just get super tired? Well, there was a, there was an edition of Asterix 
Asterix, uh, <laughs> in which he drank some more of that potion, did Obelix, and he turned to stone. Oh, I remember that. The wild boar in those comics always looked really delicious. The wild boar. Because they would always finish with a feast of eating wild yeah. boar. And they'd always have it on the spit yeah. and be like, oh, it's going to be a good feast. Tasty. Mm. But we're not here to talk about medieval or Roman or 50 BC era France. We're here to talk about 2002 era Italy and the mobsters that lived in it. Um, Liam, can, uh, can I just have it as an aside with you? Just briefly. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about that? That sounds amazing. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Pay us money to not hear about that specific or, thing. Or to maybe hear about it one day. No one knows. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so Leaky Eye Luca is there. Uh, is his eye leaking? Yeah. Ah. Jono tells us later that he once heard that Luca was getting into a fight one day and he got stabbed in the eye real bad, but he kept fighting and the wound healed, but now his eye leaks. Ah. So so came the, the classic gangster moniker, uh, Leaky Eye Luca. Hi, I'm Gangster Monica from Gangster Friends. Here's my brother, Gangster Ross. He's terrible. What about um, his sister? Could I be any more of a gangster? (laughs) You know what's really freaky? Gangster Joey. How you doing? Bam! Anyway, that's Gangster Friends, and that's probably the title of this episode. (laughs) Bang! That's a gun going off. Yeah. And then the Godfather theme starts playing instead. Joey wakes up in his bed. Hey. How you doing? Could there be any more horses in my bed? He opens that up. There's a horse head. He goes, oh no. He goes out and Ross is there going, Joey, I don't want to hear about your horse head dilemma. At the university. Your legs were on a break. (laughs) Just pivot the horse head. Other friends, Joe. Rachel is there. She sure is. She does nothing. And Joey's all like, man, I have some mixed feelings about her. And then there's some other character. Gunther. (laughs) There's Gunther, who's all like, why do you people hate me so? Why can't I be the sixth friend? Why can't I have a good life? Why do you people come to me in the night and just say things that I never want to hear? So anyway, he's there. He's dragging his shovel. Who, Gunther? Uh, Yeah. Leaky-eye Gunther. (laughs) Leaky-eye Gunther. Goopy-eye Gunther. You can call me Leg for short. (laughs) Old Leggy. He's there, and he's he's got this unlicensed taxi driver, and he's he's smacking him around with his shovel lightly at this point, being like, "Hey, uh, why aren't you paying your protection fees to me, Leaky Eye Luca?" Now I'm confused. I live on the second floor. I live upstairs from you. I think maybe you've seen me before. If you hear something late at night, some kind of trouble, some kind of fight, fuck. Don't I don't remember any more lyrics Neither of that song. But is that a JoJo's Bizarre Avenger classical musical reference? Potentially. Ooh. The song, of course, by Liam, Suzanne saying, Vega. Are you saying that you've done pre-research? I opened a Wikipedia page. <laughs> what was the song name? Luca. By who? Suzanne Vega. Nice. When did it come out? Dunno. Did you just close the window? Yes. (laughs) I was done with that bit. Moving on. It's like, hey, here's the one time we're ever going to talk about this thing in any depth. Close window. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. More slapdash than it's ever been before. (laughs) Jesus. Do we at least know what kind of song it is? It's a pop song. Is it? We all remember Luca. I don't remember Luca. I just recited most of the lyrics to it. That doesn't mean I necessarily remember what it was. Okay. So Luca is there and he's beating up on this unlicensed taxi driver who wasn't paying his protection fees to Leaky Eye Luca. Who also isn't unlicensed so I much guess, as a mobster. I guess the airport is his turf or something. I guess yeah. pretty lucrative turf if you can get it. Well, a, lot of, a lot of crime stuff happening through the airport, I imagine. And also a lot of taxis. Mm. I mean, that's just management 101 right yeah. there. So he's going to raise the shovel and the guy is all like, but I have a family. And he's like, you should have thought about the family. After me. Yeah. Me, your friendship with your best friend, Leaky Eye Luca. I took you out for pastrami yesterday. I was at your bar mitzvah. Because you're also a Jewish Italian. (laughs) Man, it just... We're digging deeper and deeper. I think that was fine. I think that was just me saying something dumb. (laughs) I don't think referencing a bar mitzvah is offensive. Terrible. Now that you've referenced the bar mitzvah, all of our Jewish friends will be like, well, it's not a bar mitzvah. It's a bar mitzvah. Close. What's the other one? It's like the uh, bar mitzvah. A bat for the... mitzvah? Is that for the ladies? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was at a your bris. <laughs> hey, I was at your dad's house. That has nothing to do with. So, um, yeah. You should have thought about your friendship with me, Leaky Eye Luca. I'm gonna hit you with my shovel now for the people of the Roman Republic. Wait, but I'm not the only one who's stuffing you around. What? Yeah, that's right. I got information on people. Whom? Cut to black. No, he's like, Giorno, Giorno Giovanna. He is also doing the unlice. So I was in a Fringe show this year in the Fringe World Festival in Perth. Oh, what is that? uh, Which was... Uh, it was the hill. It's over, so it's not really oh. promotion. But it is oh. coming. It is. I'm not going to be in it there, but it is being performed at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and you should go see it. Oh. It's called the Hillary Duff Film Reenactment Festival, featuring Nicola Macri, uh, and I helped her. It was mostly a one woman show, but I was in her performances of the Lizzie McGuire movie, in which famously Lizzie McGuire goes to Italy and uh, has I adventures. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She goes to that fountain. Yeah, yeah. The Trevi Fountain, where yeah. she meets famous Italian pop star Paolo. Who was in this comedy show played by yours truly? No, uh, in which I was required to wear a bunch of Nicola's family's Nicola's Italian family's Italian accoutrement and speak with a, as she acknowledged, a stereotypical Italian accent. But she was allowed to make me do that because she's Italian. I see. I see. Can you give us a piece of your performance, or I do I have to say, pay you money for it? Oh god. I'm just not going to do it because you should go to Melbourne and see her show. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I want to see you do it. Well, you can't anymore. Damn it. I've missed the opportune chance. You should have come to see it before it sold out and we won a weekly award. It was weekly awards? Yes. Wow. Jorno's also being an unlicensed taxi driver here at the airport. <gasps> no. He's making a fortune lately. I mean, he would, wouldn't he? Thanks. I'm going to hit you with my shovel now anyway. Cut to black. Oh, right, the guy. The the bad guy. Leaky Eye Luca. Yeah. Yeah. Koichi's here. He's in Italy now. Oh, what a great flight. I'm very happy because I'm Koichi. I'm Koichi. I'm in Italy now. I've got to find Haruno Shibana. Who? Haruno Shibana. Who the fuck is Haruno He's a young Japanese man with green eyes. He doesn't look at all like, or sound at all named like, Giorno Giovanna. Haruno Shibana. Harano Shibana. Hey Harano, how come you don't speak with your accent no more? <laughs> Hang on, let me. Mamma mia! Harano Shibana, Giorno Giovanna. Hirano Shibana, Giorno Giovanna. Ketchup. <laughs> Shut up. Ketchup. Uh, oh, I should dump my luggage at the hotel, then go on this investigation that I'm doing for some reason. <laughs> He goes outside and Giorno is there. We'd previously, we'd previously seen pull up and say, Buongiorno, that's his name, to some cops. <laughs> Just, I never clicked that before. No, but you now did. You say, when we were watching it, you said, that's his name. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> Man, I have a really bad memory. I don't blame you for forgetting there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of fashion. So he's there. He's hanging out with these airport security cops. Just doing normal things, you know, just hanging out. Just, hey, what up, my man? Yeah. I'm just going to stuff the entirety of my ear inside my ear hole as a fun trick. Now He's just doing this. This has no bearing on him throughout the rest of the series. Now, okay, two things. One... Wow. Just wow. Araki has outdone himself for weird party this, tricks. This is very much in the vein of Jodoro doing the cigarette trick, yeah. I feel like. I was just thinking like, hey, do that thing with like 10 cigarettes. Like, no one could do that. Now, have you ever seen a human being stuff an entire ear into the ear hole? Can't say I have. Good, because that seems very bad if you'd seen that. Uh, two, is this like his stand thing? No, this is just... This is just this the is thing? just the thing. Has any human in the history of humanity ever been able to do that? I'm sure someone in the history of humanity has. One of those people with like hyper flexible cartilage or whatever. Do you reckon I could pull it off? I wouldn't try. And with that, I'm going to try. Okay. For the next 39 weeks. Oh, he did it. Oh. Well, I I would take a photo, but my phone is out of batteries. But he's definitely done it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me check my phone. Oh no, my phone is also out of batteries. Oh no, you're a vampire and you don't show up in photographs. Ah, oh, shit. But he's definitely done it, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary oh. listeners. Jeez, that is really painful, actually. Uh, don't try that at home. Because I think I'm bleeding. <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the hospital. William, hurry the fuck up. I think I'm bleeding real bad. So he's there, and um, after he does that, and the cops are all like, oh, so cool. Wow, amazing. Give me those cigarettes, boy. So he slips them a cigarette box. And, yes. But I think the implication is it's full of money. 
Ah, so suddenly you've got the top of the cigarettes and mm. underneath is that wad of cash. Yeah. Lira, as it were. So he's like, hey, young boy who is actually older than me, do you, do you want uh, a taxi? Shit, you're right, he is technically. So we, yeah, we learn in this episode that, of course, Giorno is uh, 15, 15 years old, which was, Koichi was around that age in 1999. Yeah. Which is several years ago now. Now, okay, obvious question. Does he look 15? No. No, not even remotely. Does he, he sound 15? Should he be driving? Sh- well, I mean, he's already broken a lot of laws. <laughs> Come on, I'll take you into the half out of the city for only eight, 1,000... Sorry, um... 100,000. 180,000 lira. Wait, hang on. Let me think that through. That's like 10,000 yen. That's like double the standard rate. Get fucked, you piece of shit. I'm Koichi, I'm smarter than you. There's a good moment here where it's like, wow, you speak Italian really well. Did you used to live here, Koichi? No, no, no. Rohan just made me a... Oh, never mind. You know what? Forget that. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But that's a nice touch, isn't it? I love that Rohan's power is do anything. Yeah. Amazing. Speaking of people who have powers to just about do anything, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I also just like that at this point, it means that Rohan could be, oh, everyone's my friend. Well, last week we saw him raise the dead, which I feel like... That's true. That I, is true. I feel like once you've broken that seal, you can do most anything. If you can create Frankenstein, you can create a monster. <laughs> you sure can. Ooh. Because but- of course... You would be creating a doctor who was then going to go on and create a monster. Nice. Who was the real monster? The doctor. Oh. I can't operate on this monster. He's my son. (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) He robs him. He's like, okay, well then you can just wait in this really long line or I can take you for 10,000. That's much cheaper. But um, I won't, you won't even need to tip me, but you'll have to put your luggage in yourself then. Hmm. You, uh, well, I guess. Okay. Uh, put it in here, then come round and sit in the other side. He's like, put your luggage in the front seat. And then go around and get in the back. Now, I'm not one for being that suspicious of anyone. But when someone says, put your luggage in the front, and then you get in the back, some alarm bells are going off. Yeah. The volume of... An earthquake. <laughs> so Koichi tries to do that, and he's like, you better get me there in earnest. Now don't underestimate me, because I'm Koichi. And I'm... Wait, we should say it in the Koichi voice. Now don't you underestimate me! Now don't you underestimate me, because I'm Koichi, and I've seen some shit. More name's Koichi-sama. I'm the only one who's seen the doom hands from the ghost alley and lived to tell about it. <laughs> I've seen some shit that you could only fucking dream of. Oh, I forgot. You can't. That's how hard I am, mate. So he puts his luggage in the front seat. And Giorno drives off. <gasps> or Bye. tries to. Echoes Act 3. Giorno's all like, why is the car malfunctioning? Heavy car. Car smashes through the asphalt. And no one reacts. <laughs> Especially the cops who are definitely watching at this point. Giorno, I mean, uh, Koichi Dio style struts up to that car. Uh, and puts his hand on the back window being like, you shouldn't have done that, mate. <laughs> you shouldn't have underestimated a small 17-year-old boy. Jono legs it. Yeah, true. He literally like gets out and is all like, and bye. Exit stage left, says me, Jono Giovanna. I did it once and I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the police officers are like, oh, that'll teach Jono to try to trick a Japanese guy when he's half Japanese himself. A little thing clicks in Koichi's head. <gasps> Half Japanese himself. Everyone knows the Japanese have the power to make cars collapse through the asphalt. Hirono Shiobana. Jono Giovanna. Wait a fucking second here. I gotta call some people and make sure I'm not fucking around. Where's my suitcase gone? There's just this little glob that has all the stickers of my suitcase on it. That's fucking weird. And now it's turning into a frog. Very unusual. Ribbit, ribbit, I say. Or as the Japanese would say, Kero, Kero. <laughs> Kero, Kero, you piece of shit. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye. So the frog that hatches from this blob? Yeah. Just starts going into the sewers. Yep. Jorno's hanging out by a fence and Leaky Eye Luca shows up. And he's all like, hey. Hey. You Leaky Eye Luca? No, he's like, hey, you Jorno Giovanna? That makes a lot I'm of sense. Leaky Eye Luca. You want to come sit with me? I don't know if I want to, but I'll nod. You will. You okay. will come sit with me. Okay, understood. Hey, it's me, Leaky Eye Luca. How old are you, kid? 
I'm, uh, I'm 15. 15 years old? You're a blinking kid! Hang on, I gotta do a dramatic head swivel at the right time. Uh, so he's all like, yeah, I may be a kid. Swish. But I'm a hard mobster. Whoa. Yeah, okay. that's right. I mean, he's like a petty crook at this stage, let's I mean, be honest. He looked 38. <laughs> let's be fucking real. So Luca is like being, doing the whole like mobster, initially putting up a, a not necessarily friendly, but uh Hey, you wouldn't want to hurt Casual anyone, front before getting violent, or he's yeah. like, you've got to do the three elements of friendship, the three U's of friendship. You don't lie to your friends, you don't hold grudges against your friends, and you respect your friends. And I'm Leaky Eye Luca, and when you don't pay me to do crime at the airport, you don't respect me. So I'm gonna beat you to death with this <laughs> shovel. That's what you get for breaking the second U, you. But I already paid my protection fees to the security guards, sir. They aren't me. I'm me. Leaky Eye Luca. <laughs> yeah. Leaky Eye Luca is a very suspicious fellow. Give me your wallet. What's this photo of this really buff, sinister guy you have in here? With this star on his shoulder? And this big scar all around his neck. Okay, now, okay. Why is he so buff? Like, the art style hasn't changed yet. Okay, we... We need to address this right fucking now. So we know where this exact photograph comes this from. This is a Joseph Joestar patent and yeah, spirit photo. This is a Joseph Joestar photo. How the fuck did he get his hands on this? Unclear. So, okay, it was the 80s when it was made, right? The late 80s. The late 80s. But of course, there were a lot of these photos made because as Joseph uh, exposited, all the spirit photos he were taking were giving him shirtless dios. Yeah, but they were all Josephs. Yeah. So how the fuck does... Maybe, I mean, obviously... Speedwagon? Obviously there was a situation here in which uh, Giorno had a mother who at one point had a, had a relationship with, with the Dio Brando. A little bit of the old one two one two mudda mudda, you know what I'm saying? And maybe they did a sexy photo shoot or something. <laughs> hey, can you just stand right Maybe there? that's why Dio was striking that, that like... Sinisterly <laughs> erotic pose while that spirit time. photo was taken. Just every time they wanted to do the sexy times. Okay, now step into the darkness. Okay. Oh, you I just me? got a shiver down my spine like someone, so like a, like Joseph Joestar was watching me. Can oh, we put this off? A shiver, you say? Come closer. I won't kill you yet. Is it one of those weird? Because photo as we know, yeah. as we know, Dio Brando fed off and murdered a lot of women in his time in Egypt. That is true. He did enjoy murdering people. So I guess he also enjoyed sleeping with them. And then also... One of them could move to... One of them didn't get murdered. Ah, that makes more sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, they got uh, they got one lady who's all like, oh, hey, you look like an enormously oversized human being. Show me your teeth. Oh, I like that. So like, what do you I mean? like your sinister homosensuality. <laughs> Dio's there like, oh, oh, thank you. You're the first person to say that that I haven't eaten yet. What? N nothing. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so they go into the ballroom. It's just pitch darkness. Well, as we know, Dio walked past a bunch of uh, candles and they came to light. So who's to say they weren't French, French living candelabras? <laughs> they start. Who's talking. to say, Nick? I, did, Anya? Did she own the house or did Dio own the house? Unclear. Anyway, mm, uh, let's keep going. Uh, so, so he's got he's this Dio photo. He's like, what's this, a photo of a family member? Sure, why not? Uh, gonna... as, as we know. Yes. Yes, very um, much the so. Frog, the frog crawls out of the sewers and climbs up Giorno. And Luca is like, hey, what's up with that frog? Get it out of here. Now, this is a weird sequence. I'm very much enjoying this character of Leaky Eye Luca I've been doing. It's a shame he's about to die. Yeah, but he... Okay, so... Leaky Eye Luca's like, hey, get that frog off of you. And Jono's like, I won't get that frog off me. It's got its own mind and its own spirit, and I respect that. Yeah, but I can't beat you down with that frog in the way. Get it off of you. Bitter, it's disgusting. No. Well, then fuck it. I'll kill both of you. I'm going to hit you both with my shovel. And Jono is like, no, don't do that. You'll regret it, I promise. Regret or reset your face with, with my shovel, because I'm Leaky Eye Luca. I'll beat you down. So Giorno, uh, Luca hits Giorno and the frog, or more specifically, he hits the frog with his shovel. Right in the chest. When, when it's on Giorno's chest. Yes. Giorno is unharmed because, as we see, the frog has the special property of reflecting back damage done to it to the dealer. And mm. Luca, Luca gets a big imprint of his own shovel in the back of his head and dies. Or is 
comatose. Supposedly dead. Well, we kn- he's dead. He's dead later, at least. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is a shame. Uh, so this seems like a good time to talk about gold experience and its yes. powers. So, okay, there's two confirmed in this episode alone. Well, what we see it do this episode is mm-hmm. uh, turn objects into life. So, like uh, plants or animals. animals. Yep, yep. And also, those plants or animals reflect any damage that's done to them. Yeah. So, okay. The thing about gold experience, uh huh, you're gonna see it do a fair few things in these early episodes that don't ever come up again. Yeah, like Starfinger, maybe, but more intrinsically powers. So, oh no. Um, the thing, the the basic principle that you should keep in mind going forward that will be a constant for gold experience. Is reflecting no. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, is it has the power to create life forms from inanimate matter. Okay. And through imaginative application of this, it basically allows Jorno to do whatever the hell he wants. I see. So we've got a real Jotaro situation on our hands where it's like, oh, I I need to do a thing. Well, I guess I will then. I'll just create an animal that can that can do that. Hey guys, guess what? I produced 80,000 seagulls. Why? To fly across the... What's the sea in Italy? Um, I don't give a shit. It's like to the left of Italy. That sea that they have over there. Sure. In Rome. Sure. And when you're there, let me tell you a thing about Rome. Ooh. Ooh. Go on. Um, you do as the Romans do. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so just, just keep that in mind going forward. Okay, so magic is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, they're all magic. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, at this point... We know we know some hard yeah. truths. So this reflecting damage thing. Yes. Uh, and one other thing that we haven't seen yet. Yep. Uh, happen for a while and then don't ever come back. Oh, is that just because they never have the opportunity to no. use them? No. Okay. All right. I see. I'm just looking down now. Very dishevelled. <laughs> but uh, the Jojo Valley commentary <gasps> for gold experience. Oh, yes. I wanted to make something that was cool. So I did. I had the concept of the Egyptian symbol of life. The scarab. And the ladybug is also a beetle. Then I needed a symbol of peace. So angel wings or something. Mm. It has a slender silhouette to go along with its host. Nice. So we got a kind of a glimpse of it. Yeah. We, we do see it properly this episode, just yeah, not for very like long. On the... It's like, um... On the monorail. It reminds... And also with Koichi later. Oh yeah, true. true. It reminds me of, like, um... Who's that guy in Greek mythology who gets the wing shoes? Uh, not Icarus. He gets Is that Hermes or Perseus. He's the guy who runs. Who runs a lot. The guy who killed Medusa. No, wasn't Medusa what? killed by some dude? Just some random guy who yeah, didn't but look he, it he, up? he borrows some shit, some some shoe wings. I don't know. I think it might be Hermes. Mm. Are you saying that we didn't look up this character before we brought it up well, I didn't on know the episode? It would come up. Well, guess what, Liam? You're gonna need to up your research game. This part, Hermes. Yeah. God of running. He found out by googling Greek god with shoe wings. <laughs> so he run fast good. Great. Why are you bringing up Hermes? I don't know. It reminds me of uh, Gold Experience's design. Yeah? Slender, agile, wing motif. Hmm. Does he have wings on his shoes? He's got like wings on his head or something. Yeah. Very, um... He looks... He looks like a robot. Yeah, I was about to say he looks like something from Warframe. <laughs> like... He just looks like something from Warframe. Yeah. 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 Very cool. I like it. I like it a lot. I just saw a blue Giorno. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's the blue design of Giorno I was talking about earlier, where you can see they're clearly ladybugs. Yeah. And also clearly Dio. <laughs> uh, Bleaky Eye Luca kills himself. Giorno's like, well, oh well. Bye. The um, suitcase turns, the frog turns back into the suitcase and he's like, I got Koichi's suitcase now. I hate repeating myself. It's useless. Muda muda. You oh. guys remember Dio? I am not him. That's a reference. So Giorno, yeah, Giorno's an interesting character study. Keep going. In being spawned from the devil, but not being a huge shitbag yourself. He's got a... He's yeah, got, he's only a criminal. He's got that hard... He's got a hardened edge that other Jojos, with the possible exception of Jotaro, lack. Uh-huh. Uh, but ultimately, he's still got that Jonathan Joestar heart of gold beating at the core of his character. He's almost like some kind of mobster who doesn't want to be a mobster, question mark? Not that. Oh, okay, never mind. He's you, a mobster who loves being a mobster. More on his character in coming weeks, I think. Gotcha. Now, I'm confused. The body of Jonathan was the one that supposedly has given birth to 
this lad. Yeah. But Dio well, was... Via, via a, a human woman. Yeah. But Dio was the one... Doing the deed. Doing the deed. Now, does that mean that he's Dio's son or Jonathan Joestar's well, this son? This is a well, well-worn piece of, uh, of discourse in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan community. I can imagine. And the answer is... Well, the answer that I have is, who really cares? Everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's fair. That's fair. No one will ever know. Koichi calls Jotaro. Hey, Jotaro, my shit got stolen. Yeah, it got jacked by the gu- very guy I was looking for. Shibana Hiro... No, Shib... What was his name? Oh, no, actually, this isn't the phone call. This is the flashback to ta- Café de Mago. <gasps> my favourite place to go to where for Jotaro is like, dining. Where Jotaro is like, Koichi, go to Italy and get me a sample of this guy's skin. I think he might be a vampire. This guy's skin? Yeah. Big or small, his head, his body. I'll cover all your expenses. Go, go. And Koichi's like, all right. Well, off I go to Italy. Koichi's walking through the Italian streets. It's a good it's a good segue, this one. He's holding up the photo of the guy he needs to find. Oh, uh, yep. And then it's like fading into where he is as uh, he's walking with the photo up and a map. It's like, ah. Good. He's in Italy now. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the present of 2002. <laughs> God, I love 2002. Man, those guys standing over there should be more careful. They just left their briefcases carelessly there. And the waiter who's there is just like, Oh no, you see, those are Italian mobsters. No one would steal their briefcase. And he's like, look, that man being spoken to by those babes that he doesn't want anything to do with. That's Giorno Giovanna. He's doing that thing that happens to all the post-Jotaro Jojos when they're introduced, where the babes are all like, you're so attractive. And they're all, yes, but I'm far too busy for babes. (laughs) What does it say about all the Jojos where they're like, oh, I'm sorry, babes. I don't have time for this. I'm far too unattainable for this. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a mobster now. Get out of my way. I'm a high school student. Get out of my way. Surprisingly, Jono does look quite panicked when he sees Koichi there and is like, You found me! How did you do that? Exit stage left! I told you I'd do it again. He runs away, he gets at three freeze, smashes into the floor, he's like, My car didn't just malfunction before. He's got magical powers like me. This is fucking weird. I gotta figure out a way to get out of this shit. I better somehow round this corner while being three-freezed and then create vines that turn into a tree that takes me up into the sky. Koichi runs around the corner and is like, where'd he go? There's just this tree here. And Jono is up in the tree being like, you seem like a good kid, Koichi. Don't come after me again or I'll kill you. (laughs) And so he jumps onto the roof. Uh, Koichi attacks the tree and uh, Uh, hurts himself because that's still happening. He's Uh, all like, attack tree, blammo into the ground, cracks open. And Jono's like, I can tell that you're a good person because I can tell you held back on that attack. Otherwise, you'd be really fucked up right now. Yeah, not like a foot into the ground. <laughs> anyway, escaping over this rooftop now. Bye. See you later, punk. Ezio Auditore. <laughs> Koichi calls Jotaro. Uh, we see Jotaro's big, dumb nautical office. Okay, let's count how many things there are. So he's got like an aquarium. He's got one of those huge ocean... Um, Marlins. Yep. He's got starfish mm-hmm. on the wall. He's got a map of the world with all of the sea levels. Mm-hmm. It's just got like a general like ship cabin nautical vibe too. It's like he's found what he likes and he's like, yeah. Yep, this is my life now. My favourite colour is transparent. Like the transparent glass of this aquarium that lets me see ah. my beautiful fishies. He likes Here, the- fishy, fishy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we haven't got a favourite colour for Jorno yet. We do have some favourites for Jorno. What? Per his JoJo wiki page, so I'm presuming per one of those um, profile <gasps> box outs. Yes. His favourite food is chocolate. Unsurprising. Pudding. Chocolate pudding. Oh, sorry, three three items here. Oh, okay. Chocolate. Uh-huh. Pudding. Uh-huh. And octopus salad. You know, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> given the first two. That's it? That's the only favourite. Oh, and his favourite musician is Jeff Beck. Ooh, interesting choice. Interesting choice for an Italian man living in Japan. Who, Giorno? Yeah. He's not living in Japan. Sorry, a Japanese man living in Italy. There you go. Scratch that, reverse it. Half Japanese, I might say. The other half English. Or vampiric. He was English. I guess they were both English. Yeah, that's fair. English nobility. Hey, that means nothing anymore. No. (laughs) Uh, He escapes. Yeah. Oh, that happened. Yeah, that phone call happened. Um... I asked around, and it turns out that this Giorno guy, who used to be this Harano guy, 
Harano. Harano Shiobana. Who is definitely a stand user, by the way. Uh-huh. He used to have black hair, but he didn't dye it. It just turned blonde one day. Well, Yare, Yare, Koichi. Sure sounds like you've got a fight on your hands. That must have been his vampire genes waking up. <laughs> hmm. They say it just turned that way one day. Not because of other stand users, but maybe because of another stand yeah, user. maybe a pa- proximity to a powerful stand user did it. They do say that stand users attract other stand users. This is never elucidated on. Like, you, there are some educated guesses I can make as to who that would be and all the circumstances behind it. Koichi. But it's never made explicit. It's like, his hair went gold the day Koichi flew out. <laughs> And while this conversation is happening, we see Giorno walking and like boarding a monorail. Yes. Is it a monorail? Is or it just a tram? A, yeah, or... a tram thing. Yeah. It's, is this like a famous tram that goes up? I don't know, man. We gotta know more about Italy. Is he our enemy or our friend, Jodoro? Well, you've met him. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> Why don't you have our listeners find out? Google. Listeners, write in if you think Giorno Giovanna is an enemy or a friend. <laughs> uh... If they already know... You know what? I'll put a poll on the, on the Twitter. <laughs> Can there be a third one that's just vampire? <laughs> There's going to be four options. Enemy, friend, an eloquent person, which is what Koichi describes yep. him as, yep. and a vampire. Um, my money so far is on... Oh, but I don't want to go against Koichi here. Because Koichi knows really well. Koichi knows really well. Ah! Okay. He fine. gets on the train, the train leaves, and we see a coin... Sprinkling across the floor. And a guy. A guy who looks like... A Jojo's motherfucking protagonist. He also looks a bit like a beetle. By which I mean a... A scarab. No, a musician beetle. Oh. He's got that bowl cut. Yeah, fair. Wait, is that the only defining feature of a beetle? Yeah. (laughs) He has that bowl cut. He's he's got a big white, sort of same sort of one piece, two piece bodysuit thing to Giorno. Um, Do you want to put up a, like, a yeah, picture I'll for put us? put up a picture of Bruno Bucciarati. Bruno Bucciarati. Bucciarati. Is this a reference to something? Bruno Bucciarati? They call me Bruno because, well, Bruno. Shut up. <laughs> uh. Oh, yes. This is the first of our, um, of our fun new naming theme. What? He's named for, um, so... If we wanted to be 100% uh, accurate to the translation, we'd be calling him Bucciolati. Bucciolati? Yeah. Ooh. But uh, that's not how it's subtitled, so let's just go with Bucciolati. Okay, gotcha. Just for, that's how I've always read it translated, so it's just <laughs> going to be easier that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a, um, Bucciolati is a Sicilian fig cookie. <laughs> We're doing Italian food, Nick. Oh, God. Wait, then what's, um, Giorno? No, he's not that. He's not, he's none of that. No. So... Are all the other characters named Not after... Not all of them. Okay. But a good shake of them. A good number? Yeah. What is it? Bucciolati. Yeah. A fig cookie. His favourite foods are squid pasta, uh-huh. porcini mushrooms, uh-huh. and grilled scallops. Ooh. His favourite musician is Miles Davis. Hey! Solid choice. Bitches brew. <laughs> sure. Uh, what did you want to know about him? Um, the photo. Oh, you wanted a photo of yeah. him. Yeah. So he's wearing this white suit um, with these like black... Teardrops on it, ink drops. They're kind of upside down as well. Mm. Uh, and in his, they've all got the boob windows, of course. Uh, but they're all hearts. And in his, you can see uh, he's clearly got some sort of, it's either lace in it or he's got a chest tattoo of some sort. I suspect it's a tattoo because he's Yakuza. Mm. So <laughs> He's not Yakuza, he's a mobster. Yeah. It's a Japanese medium, right? Fair. It's the only thing that really scares a mobster is another He's getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on. He does look very, um, zippy, shall we say. He's got a lot of zips on him. Yeah. They're very big... Like, he's got that Final Fantasy clothing design. Yeah, he, the ends of the zips are extremely over Big zipped. tabs. He's got those slaters in his hair. Does he? The hair clip slater thingies. Oh, he does! Ah! They're like tiny little bugs. And actually, we can see... I've, I've switched to a photo of his anime design here. We can see that, um, his tattoo, which we can more clearly sees a tattoo in this picture, mm-hmm. has a heart at its centre. So there's that motif again. Ah, nice. Why is he, like, groping the end of the zip in this photo? It's good to fidget with, I'd imagine. Yeah, but... If I, mean, I, if I had to be those things on my clothes, I'd be playing with them. That's fair. That's fair. So, yep, that's Bujarati. Um, We meet him now. He comes in and he's like, um... Hey, what up? My name's Bruno. What up, what up? What up, what up? Did you drop, did you drop this coin? 
No, I didn't drop anything. Then I will take this coin. Okay, I don't see why you're making Talking to me? (laughs) I don't see why you're talking to me. I don't understand what the big deal is. I'm (laughs) sitting here, you're sitting over there. Why are you looking at me? Hey, if you found a big bag with a billion lira in it, would you take it? Again, I don't... Okay, fine. Yes, of course I would. Wow, you're so honest. But what if a plainclothes police officer saw you take it? (gasps) And he points at himself as he does that. Uh, well, I'd probably pay half of the money to him to, you know, keep him quiet. Bruno laughs and he's like, wow, I can really tell you're telling the truth. Again, don't know why we're having this conversation, buddy. (laughs) It's like, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a cop. Oh, good. I just murdered a man. All right, get him. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So he talks about like, oh, I'm really good at telling if people are telling the truth because they get sweaty when they're lying. And even better if I can taste their sweat. Dude, I didn't know why we were having the conversation before and I definitely <laughs> don't know why I'm having a conversation with you. I'm looking for whoever killed Leaky Eye Luca or incapacitated him. Dun, dun. Whoa, he won't be regaining consciousness and it's my job to find out who did it. No one knows why Leaky Eye Luca was at the airport. No one knows why he went out there every few days to shake people down for money. Well, neither do I. I, Giorno Giovanna. But the guards said you. You, Giorno Giovanna, were there. Shrug. That was a weird... You see, Leaky Eye Luca wasn't just some thug. He was a gang member. Like me. Like you? Are you a gang member? And his boss feels like his reputation has been tarnished because someone hurt Leaky Eye Luca even though no one really liked him. (laughs) He was our person to beat down on. Did you run into Leaky Eye Luca at the airport, Giorno Giovanna? Long tension? No. Okay, bye then. I'm getting off here. Oh, well that was oddly easy to do. He's leaving, he gets off. He he seems to walk away in the opposite direction. And then Giorno looks down at his hand, which has been clenched the whole time. And there's an eye in it. What? But my hand was clenched the whole time. Bruno leans in through the open monorail window and is like, That's Luca's eye. I took it since he didn't need it anymore. Lick face. Well, you're sweating. That's the taste of someone who's lying. This is an iconic Jojo Part 5 panel. Okay, hang on. The face lick. Hang on. Slow it down a sec. Does this happen again? No. This is just a thing that happens and is very iconic. Let me pull up. Let me just Google. (gasps) Memes. Memes. I don't know if memes per se, but I'm just going to Google the taste (laughs) of a lie. I got the auto complete. (laughs) Liar. Oh God, here we go. Which one? Which one are we looking at? Come on. All of them, please. See, you are looking at memes. Well, I changed my mind now. So I just decided to see what memes would show up for it. And I'm seeing Rohan licking Jorno's face for authenticity, like with the spider. (laughs) And I'm seeing um, Bruno licking a switch cartridge to see what it tastes like. That's the taste of a well-made console. So yes, something else that we probably won't talk about much. God, he's so, there's just so much. But it's just worth acknowledging now while we're talking about the manga. Uh Uh-huh. There was, for a long time, the only way to read Jojo's, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 in English was with a very bad translation that sucked all the life out of it. Is this the same one that the Part 4 one had? No, random... no, it was insidiously different in an entirely different way. Oh. Sorry, insidiously terrible. Oh, okay. In an entirely different way. No, because insidiously different in an entirely terrible the way. The beauty of the Duang translation yeah. was that you could see its awfulness for what it was and it added a quirky, stupid, dumb character to it. Fair, fair. This translation, the issue was that the person who was writing it understood English perfectly well, oh. but not the Japanese. Oh. And so a lot of the time they just kind of guessed at what was being said and were very incorrect. I see. Most famously, there's a map of um, of Venice that is shown later in the in the story. Yeah, uh, I believe it was, and the they the landmarks they tried to put on it mm-hmm. were map. Um, Couldn't they just look up a map of Venice and just go, "Oh, it'd be that one there, the one that is specifically named in the manga." That. Well, look, I can't find it, but if I remember correctly, this. Quintessentially bad moment I'm thinking of is where they were presented with a map of a city, I believe Venice, Mm -hmm. and the translator instead tried to populate it with landmarks from an entirely different city in an entirely different country. That's not good. 
It's just like, hello and welcome to Venice, aka Moscow. So here's a side-by-side comparison of a different panel from later with a character we haven't met yet. But in, in the bad translation, uh-huh. uh, he is saying, he's, he's like threatening this guy, got his face down on the ground. Mm-hmm. The, the, and our protagonist is saying, remember, I'm the one that's asking the questions. You just sit there and answer me. You better concentrate on answering. Don't say or do anything. Because the more you speak, the more you're going to lie. Ooh. Which is just him contradicting himself. That, because he's saying, you should answer me, but don't talk or say anything. Yeah, that that's, uh, yep. Because, and in the good translation, he's saying, now listen up, dirtbag, I got some questions for you. All you gotta do is answer me. All, that's all you gotta focus on. Yeah, that's it. No more shit from you. Not one peep. Don't let your mouth run, because then you'll just be spewing more than just bullshit. Mmm, that makes more sense. And you can hear from that, that the latter one clearly has more characterization yeah. in it, too. You can tell that he's... Either a badass or just really bad at saying what he wants to say. Which are both very important features of a protagonist. Mm. So yeah, don't read that bad translation. Read the new good one or watch the manga. Or listen to our podcast, Jojo's World. <gasps> That's us! Licks him on the face. There's a lot of sexual tension. Uh, and he's like, is there? this is the taste of a liar. I can put anything in your mouth that I want. Uh-huh. He hits him in the face and Jorno falls down and he coughs up leaky eye Luca's fingers. And he's all like, what? His, what? Has, sorry, what? excuse me. His fingies. <laughs> Fuck. It's never going to end. He like coughs him and I was like, but my mouth was shut. How? How is this possible? By the way, Luca's dead. Uh, we killed him. Oh. Uh, but I took his fingers to do that to you. Okay, that's fucked up, bro. Why'd you do that? Does he also have special powers? How? Why is there this big zip on my face leading into a swirling purple void? Maybe is this guy like possibly the Japanese tourist who I maybe fought earlier, potentially? Whoa. That would be odd, wouldn't it? It punches him again. The zip gets bigger and like goes down to his throat. He definitely has powers. I'm going to have to fight him. Going to have to use gold experience and fight him. To be continued. Oh my god. Things. I was wrong. <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. What are our highlights and lowlights for the first episode of part five? Why do you have to make me choose a highlight? There's so many. There's so many. Um, okay. All right. Um, I want to say my highlight. I mean, I have to pick the taste of alive. Or do good. I? Or do I? No, I don't. I am going to pick Koichi being all like, it's you for the second time. Because <laughs> Koichi is the best. He's just like, hey, you, what? Hey? And they're both like, what? Huh? It's like that Spider-Man looking at Spider-Man thing where it's like, <gasps> same hat. Exactly. <laughs> um, my highlight is, it's probably not the taste of the lie, but it's probably just Bruno just like sauntering in and being like, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> like after peeking through the window. No, no, when he first arrives. Like, uh... hey, we're going to have a conversation and it's going to seem normal, but it's not. Hey, buddy. Low lights. I think my low light is probably the ear stuffing because what the hell is that? It doesn't make any sense. I should have picked that as my highlight. That's amazing. Uh, my low light would have to be the... I want to say the bit right before uh, Koichi shows up where Koichi hasn't shown up yet and I didn't know that <laughs> he would show up. And now that he's shown up, it's like, oh, good. But before that, I was like, man, we have no more Koichi. This sucks. But now, Liam... We have Koichi. Cool. Excellent. So I have two questions for you, Nick. Oh, shit. The first is, what do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo? I just, I can't help but think about a golden Oreo. In the episode entitled, Uh uh, Butcherati is Coming. There's that sexual tension again. Okay. Yep. (laughs) There's a lot of this happening. (laughs) And, uh, and and as a follow-up to that, uh-huh. what do you think is going to happen more broadly in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Wario? Okay. Okay, yeah, Golden Wind. Okay, so we now know who Giorno Giovanna is. Yeah. He's Dio's son. Yeah. Don't know who the mother is. No. Will we ever? Maybe? Sort of. Sort of. She's not really important. Holly. So, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be weird. Yep. Uh, but a plot twist and a half. So, okay. Okay. Okay, let's focus on the next episode. So. Uh, Bruno's there, and he's all like, yeah, that's right. I made you somewhat almost kind of swallow some fingies. But then you spat How do you up. feel about that? Giorno's going to be all like, not good. Not good all. But I, I can that. do this. Sticks ear in head. 
What? How do you do that? Yeah, the two of us can have a void, all right. Um, so, okay, okay. He's going to try and put some kind of device. Voodoo curse. <laughs> He's going to put some kind of device in his mouth. Because, like... Bruno is going to put some device in Giorno's mouth? Yes. Because apparently he can do that. So he'll have, like, a grenade or something just in his coat. In his kit. And it'll be all like, this is one of the finest grenades ever seen. It was produced in 1939. Like Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll be all like, it's one of Italy's finest outputs. Finest grenades. We'll have a history lesson on some Italian genius who made some grenades. Yep. We've all played Assassin's Creed Revelations. Exactly. But of course, who can turn grenades into living matter? Giorno. Giorno. Or some magical other power will emerge that makes him win the fight. Yep. I don't really know where it's going to go. Maybe Bruno will be all like, you know what? You're not that bad. I respect you and the way you can punch my grenades. You know, I'm a real speedwagon kind of guy. <laughs> we never liked Le- Leaky Eye Luca anyway. Yeah, you put us out of his misery. But we like you. You have a good outfit, I guess. You also have bug motifs. We should be friends. So I'm, I'm assuming that they'll team up and be like, hey, here's the rest of my mobster gang. Ah, uh, yeah. And then he'll become part of that gang because he was a lone wolf before. And then what will they do? Well... They'll meet some other protagonists. Ah. Uh, one of them will... And mayhap some antagonists. Oh. So maybe there's like a rival gang? Oh yeah, classic gang war. Yeah, and so it'll be a matter of like, wait, but what's this other gang doing? They can't just beat down on people for no reason. They also have stands. Yeah. So it'll be a thing like, how are you using your stands for good or, or for, for crime. personal gain? Personal gain, obviously. I mean, that always comes into it, but like more personal gain. So are you using it to help the community by fucking over assholes? While taking a small cut for yourself. Precisely. Or are you just fucking over literally anyone? Like the poor, innocent tourists. Oh, it's like Robin Hood versus... um... King Arthur. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Yeah, it'll be like Robin Hood as opposed to... Just some moralist fuckface. To like a bandit that you have to go out and beat in the early stages of an RPG. Exactly. So that will then devolve into Koichi being like, but you could be neither of oh, those Koichi's things. Koichi's still here. Yeah, Koichi's still there. He'll be all like, but but Jorno, you could be just a good guy. It's like, why would I be a good guy when there are no good guys? Whoa. Deep moral and ethical questions. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. Is it because it's like 50 degrees in here? Yeah. Yep. And we got another pod to record today. Gotta fucking love Australia, mate. Um, new theme song, good. Thanks, Nick. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. We're doing a Kingdom Hearts 3 episode today. Boy, oh boy. I know very little about Kingdom Hearts 3, but I know a lot about Kingdom Hearts. Um, get at me on Twitter. Tell me, um, what kind of person you think Jorno is. And until next time, to be continued. To be continued. Arrivederci.